I think I can do this job, Tim. As soon as I lay down, all these other kids' faces. How long you been doing this? Twelve years. How do you do it? It is the fastest-growing international crime network that the world has ever seen. It has already passed the illegal arms trade, and soon it's going to pass the drug trade. Señor Timoteo, tu rescatamiento es verdad. Quizá puedas ayudarme a encontrar a mi hermana. Imagine walking into a room right now, seeing an empty bed. What will we do? We're Homeland Security. You know we can't go off rescuing kids in Colombia. This job tears you to pieces. This is my one chance to put those pieces back together. We're talking about extracting an 11-year-old girl from an army of rebels. Not just her. I'm talking about rescuing hundreds of kids. She could be a block down the road, or she could be in Moscow, Bangkok, L.A. Over two million children a year are being sucked into the deepest recesses of hell. If we do nothing, someday it's going to reach the likes of you. What if this was your daughter? That, my friends, is a trailer for a movie that was just released in July 4, 2,400-plus cinemas, uh, US only, from what I understand, and it's called Sound of Freedom. This movie is fucking going to be two things. It's going to be fucking amazing, and it's going to be fucking heartbreaking. And I say that because... Amazing in the terms that we're finally starting to see things that are that are real life, um, true story, um, dark as fuck things that are happening, and it's finally coming more to the light than it's ever been because a lot of these things it's like people know this happens we all know it happens we we hear about it and you sort of say in some cases it's like nothing you can do about it so why bother or uh you give your donation here and there what is that going to do in the end it's going to keep happening or it doesn't happen to me so therefore it's not going to me um and numerous amounts of things and and i just you know as a parent and i'm sure most of the people out there that are parents would watch this stuff and just think it's just unbelievably i mean the case in point on the most recent thing about local on the gold coast the shop owner down at talbudger creek who who was a convicted friggin pedophile went to jail for like nine months don't even get me started on that and i knew him i did plenty of work for him 
through the plumbing business. Um, real estate agent that he, he was he had his own real estate thing. And to be honest, I mean he was French Canadian and they're always a bit weird when you're in another country, so they always behave differently, but you just never know. And I guess in that case it was just one of the the silliest fucking things is that, you know, his wife stays married to him and he gets released out of jail and then he gets put in to a convenience store where they sell lollies and there's tons of kids that come into there whether it's after school or holidays because it's near the tourist park and you know you can jump to conclusions and say that his real estate business was close to Miami High School his house looked over the netball fields in that area over there and of course the convenience store near the tourist park and just go you know but these are these are sexual deviants of the worst kind and the only reason why this dickhead got caught was, you know, he's a real estate agent. He's that most real estate agents are all about their face. It's all about their image. So he was easily noticeable by a lot of people once he got caught. Him going to jail for eight months, I mean, what, because his victims didn't have a voice in court? They were too young, like, you know, what, 60 to 70 plus counts of... um possession of illicit child pornography some of them were live vids from inside the house from cameras set up and you know to get eight months i can only think that task forces are wanting the bigger you know the bigger fish so to speak out of this whole thing so they let them go once they get what they want or do they just let them go because you know i i really don't know it baffles me i mean i'm you know, it, it sickens me. That, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of other people that probably get, like, really sick and so frustrated that just want to burn everything down. I, I think more logically. I'm like, these guys are literally, they're not like a murderer or who's someone who is more opportunist or accident or anger or some bad choices were made. These people generally have a, a very unique... Um, that this is what they need. They have a passion, addiction, whatever you call it. They must sort this stuff out. So it's similar to serial killers. You got your pedophiles and then your serial rapists. And I guess you could say arsonists. They're drawn to it from, as Jordan Peterson would say, years and years, thousands upon thousands of micro um, fantasies that they have at a very small level that build themselves up in isolation, not very good with the public, um, and they will just fantasize and fantasize and fantasize until eventually they have literally lived these types of situations that they will go out and act upon it. And, you know, the death is the only thing for these types of people, and that's just a local story this movie which is really weird because it's a true story based on tim ballard who was a former special agent with homeland security and he was part of the child trafficking and sex slave baby factory friggin industry that he has tons of footage on and he also founded a a charity, well, not a charity, but an operation group called um, uh, Operation Underground Railroad. And it'd be very similar to 
um, probably works a bit differently to Adam Whittington's um, uh, Project Rescue Child. And, you know, they crush these. They work in with various agencies and whatnot around the world and they're funded different ways to to try and stop it or if not expose or eliminate the trafficking trade. It's, it's fucking out there. Like, it's really some some fucking shit and we live here in our little bubbles and we try to say yeah but that's in america and that's in africa yeah you might be right and i've always said that as well uh you know those places do seem a lot more dangerous than than where we live but it is here too it's just we we also don't have a national register i'm sure they're still pushing for it like we need to know where these people are in um and it's not it's not necessarily need to know. We want to know. Like as a personal level, I want to know that my, you know, that our children can get home safely via the bus or on the bike would not happen to worry about these people. That they don't have a fucking on-off switch. There's no switching this off. It literally, do some research into the story of Cain and Abel, uh, the book of Cain and Abel. And um, Jordan Peterson has it on his podcast. Have a listen. I never really looked at it that way from the faith side of it where um, I guess in a nutshell, Cain and Abel, Abel was, in my interpretation, um, everything kind of formed perfectly in a way that gets rewarded with good and uh, Cain is sort of cuts corners but still wants to be rewarded and he generally wants to hurt God in some way, in the worst possible way, um, for not rewarding his behavior and you know rightfully so you keep doing the wrong thing don't expect so he would he would gain access to the ego and work from there and generally the worst possible thing you could do to god is to fuck up his children so to speak um and that is where we get to the the deviant side of thinking and you can watch mind hunters on in, on netflix which um has a really interesting take on the starting of the behavioral science unit back in the 70s and how they looked into the sexual deviance by studying uh, the history of deviance and finding out how they work. And it, you, you listen to how it starts. And we generally aren't ever going to see these people stop doing what they're doing. They won't ever grow a conscience. They've been practicing this thought over fantasy over constantly, constantly, constantly. So the only way to do it is to have people like Tim Ballard and Adam Whittington and um, everyone else that is part of the that um, world of just trying to expose and crush and stop these trades. And as you heard in the trailer, I mean, it's it's a trafficking system that is out out mastering the fucking drug trade. And drugs can be sold once and used once and whatnot, and kids can be sold multiple times in one day. It's crazy. There was even uh, listened to a podcast with Tim Ballard and um, Jim Caviezel, who um, stars in the movie as Tim Ballard's character, and he talk, They both talk with uh, Jordan Peterson on his podcast, and there's even f- body cam footage of this operation where they they come across a baby factory where these kids get, you know basically have already been trafficked and stolen up to a certain age and then they, they're in these rooms which is sort of set up like hospital kind of stuff because they're just making babies and they will use these infants, these babies for their 
the blood they they drink and mate it's it's such a crazy world when you really see it and i think the most important thing is to support this film and i'm a film person i love my movies i've always loved the big movies because our entertainment value is what i want but lately since covid and a lot of other things that have happened everyone just sort of says moving on you know like oh the church has been fucking with boys for a long period of time and spotlight unearthed the the darkest shit that the church has but moving on you know we do know it's there we can't do anything really about it but we can be more aware and the more the word gets passed around the more education we could probably provide to the youngsters out there so they're not so misled by these crafty as fuck people who are designed to do one thing and that is to hurt god's children in their words so you know the spotlight deal with the the archdiocese in boston and then the whole world got got they uncovered the the system of what they did to these with these these priests they move them around for quote sickness or poor health or bad air quality whatever it was but all of those things meant that they got caught molesting children uh, sexually assaulting kids and god knows what and then they moved them and then but everyone's like moving on and with the covid thing it was like it happened yeah there was some really bad points about it but it wasn't all that it ended up being and and some people come out and said oh you know we handled it poorly but moving on and the what's what's left is this whole messy system of distrust and um you know absolute uh, uh an annoying like way of looking at the world from through our eyes because we don't know what to believe anymore so when someone like i literally got a message from this this app that's attached to the school and it says oh congratulations your son got a star why don't you give him a high five and i'm like fuck are you talking about why is an app telling me that my son did well at school like i'll ask my son i said did you get something in school today he goes, no i'm like i don't even know if to believe it's real or not did the teacher just go oh let's look at the kids today they're all being pretty quiet bang let's press that button for austin let's give him a star like was it real like it was it actually real is it trying to pull the wool over my eyes i suppose what I'm, my point is the media the propaganda everything you know it's controlled by whoever the fuck it is controlled by at the top and they try to push their own narrative their own agenda and all this kind of stuff and this movie literally got produced through angel production studios or angel studios and they're a faith-based studio now if you hear the title of the movie called a faith-based movie it's the production company that's faith-based the movie itself does have that in it but it's not like you're watching passions of the christ mixed with fucking guns and you know it it's got an element of it but it's not a 100 percent faith-based movie it's just they have faith and it's because faith was with tim ballard during all of his um operations is that he was protected by his faith because the dark shit he's about to see is going to tear him up right so basically angel studios took it over because in the in in the start mind you this movie was 2014 i uh, sorry this operation took place in 2014 they've been trying to get this movie going for eight years disney turned it down a lot of the big ones turned it down and the script everything was written prior to the whole QAnon thing so QAnon literally didn't exist around that time i mean i'm sure it did but it probably didn't have that name 
and they're trying to associate Tim Ballard's story with QAnon and, you know, I mean, I understand QAnon's point on all of this is generally like there's a Illuminati type presence around the, the world and it's Satanists. I mean, hey, I can weigh in on it and go, well, if there's a God and religion, well, there's got to be the other side of it, right? There's got to be, if there's so many churches out there wanting everyone to join them and become faith, well, there's got to be the dark side, right? I mean, it's just only fair that there's two sides. So, you know, QAnon probably have a point there and they will just be branded with conspiracy theories because people prefer to believe the system over their own real thoughts. And I really want to watch this movie and what's, what bugs me the most is that Jim Caviezel is no small-time actor. I mean, Count of Monte Cristo, fucking hell, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Um, obviously, Frequency with Dennis Quaid. And um, Deja Vu with Denzel Washington, where he played a Unabomber. I mean, he really embodies his characters, and there's a lot. If I if you want to know a, a fair bit about the movie, Jordan Peterson's podcast is probably the best. He Peterson's line of questioning is outstanding. I mean, his articulation with words is crazy. The two guys handle their part amazing they they show respect to jordan with the way he asks questions they are it gives you such a good in-depth knowledge on just different sides of the movie and the story and the true story and tim's life and jim's life and then put it together with a bit of jordan's perspective and it's it's an amazing bloody listen but if we were just listen on to the the media outlets because i tell you now haven't heard anything on our news no one gives a shit about it I found out about this movie a while back, but it was via some of the, the foundation um, bodies that do all this kind of work and they were talking about it. And then someone dropped Mel Gibson's name in there. And to be honest, I haven't seen Mel Gibson connected to this movie at all, except for the fact that he had Jim Caviezel play Jesus in Passions of the Christ. And he is also working with Mel again for an up and coming uh, resurrection movie which is a follow-on from passions of the christ and that he watched the movie and he was tearing up and and rightfully so there's going to be a lot of discussion about how this is handled you know at the end of the day these are children that's just fucking it this they should not be subject to this they should not be subject to certain things that are in school nowadays um certain types of reading material that is deemed to be more woke than the original shit or whatever it is, they're not meant to see a lot of this stuff. You can educate them at the right time about certain things, but even if they do come across watching something that's a little bit different, then educate them. Not, don't project onto them. Don't do any of that. Just educate them around body boundaries, around um, just, just being safe. Uh, around on the roads be aware um, listen to your stomach into all this kind of stuff intuition whatever it is the kids do have a very very good sense on a defense mechanism built in you just got to at least educate them in a way that they'll they'll know how to react it or you know use it at the time and this this movie i guess back to the original thing after you've listened to jordan peterson's to, to get a a bit of an in-depth sight to the movie that I really want to put
push this as much as I can that I don't know how we get a screening. I mean, that's what this is, this is what it all comes down to. I don't want to see it on my fucking laptop through some dubbed over copy. I want it to be mainstream. They're going to not want to do that. I don't have any private cinemas over here like they do in America where it's like independence. Most of the big cinemas are run by the big production companies. We, I mean, how do you beat that? Well, more and more people talk about it. The more and more people we get things happening, it's, uh, you could go as far as to say as they don't want no one, anyone to see it because the fucking heads of all these massive corporations are pedophiles and friggin' Epstein has the list or whatever, whatever her name is. Um, shit, Epstein's wife um, probably has a list of all these people. That's the whole island debacle like that. Once again, moving on, that happened, moving on. Everyone was on that plane. They were doing sick fucking twisted shit, but nah, moving on. Ghislaine Maxwell, that's her name. She's hot. Where the fuck is she with this? all these people protecting the top 1% of the world? It's just, I mean, you can hear it in my voice. It's just a, it just doesn't make sense to me. If we're so, we have, if we're aware that this is happening and, of course, America, Jesus, I know there's bloody good people and bad people, but America are apparently the number one um, uh, buyer when it comes to all this trafficking stuff. Now, it could be because they're just a, you know, like 340 million plus people in that country and they're all multicultural and um, different background, whatever it is, but that, that area just is chewing up the content from these trafficking um, syndicates down around the border area. And, you know, Tim Ballard, his story is epic. And now he's, um, well, he takes a different approach to it now because his face has been all over the media. So it's not going to be very good for him to do operations. So he has to, he's trying to attack it from a, from a, a, a ground roots, a grassroots level and try to get into the school systems and how they're trying to push all this kind of stuff. Okay. I think he's trying to eradicate eradicate porn, which you know what? That's probably not a bad idea. When you really think about it, like just on a personal level, when you really think about porn, it's there's it's really hard for you to see it for what it is. But when you really think about what you're watching, it's it will give everyone the wrong impression of how things actually go down and when we talk about these sick fucks with their thousand times a day fantasies that they have and how they have to move similar to serial killers right they start out small with uh, birds or cats or whatever and then they work their way up eventually um to animals uh to people and you know i suppose it's the same with um in the porn industry where people just when just the missionary is not enough. They need to go to this. And when that's not enough, they go to this. But when you're, let's say, of sound mind and you uh, have self-worth and integrity and you're loved and all this kind of stuff and had very low trauma in your life, you generally just watch it and go, oh, yeah, that was cool. Got what you need from it. But a lot of people are very unstable and had a lot of hidden issues when they watch these things. They want more and then they go more. That's why you hear when some of the King podcast things out there, when they talk about porn, they always reference stepmummy porn or stepsister porn. Like it's become a really hot market to have this fantasy of stepsister. I mean, think about it though. It's, it's 
just one step closer to being a sister. Like it's that these sick twisted fucks will probably go that way. And that's that's where I suppose if you're on that side, you would want to get rid of the porn industry. And I think Tim's a big, you know, of course he's got his faith on that side. So he'd probably be looking for another reason, but it wouldn't be a bad thing to clean up that industry. I mean, I'm, I, I loved my alcohol and, you know, I'm coming up on 12 months and I can't think of any reason why I'd ever want to go back. I feel unbelievably focused and, and, just grateful that I've gone through that journey the way it has, but geez, even the alcohol industry needs to be, be friggin' tidied up a little bit, you know. Like, I see these hack videos that my kids watch sometimes, and there's one that's got alcohol bottles in the video and showing them how to hide them inside a um a baby um a baby wipes bag, and I'm like, why? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I grew up with this, but we had no, if not very little internet growing up, so it was different. We just saw the ads, which were still compelling. You know, the Marlboro cars and the Forex and the VB and the hard-earned thirst and all this kind of stuff. So they all literally did their job right. But nowadays, the kids have all this stuff. And I'm like, why, why does a hack video have to have alcohol in it? These, these are, they know kids are going to see it, but that's what they want. That's just how it works. So... You know, alcohol industry needs a shake up, porn industry needs a shake up, and maybe we'll get somewhere with this trafficking, um, fucking evil, evil, fucking trafficking rings. You know, I mean, we. I'd love to know how to support these guys. I mean, I'm not about to drop my job and go over there and start shooting up bad guys as much as this movie might be an eye opener. One other thing too, I noticed this movie is PG-13. Really interesting. I'm really excited to see that. Not that I give a shit if it was any higher than that. Our kids will watch Stranger Things for Christ's sake. I mean, we explain that's fantasy and there's ultimate meanings and it's nostalgic, but um, for us as adults, but really well-made TV show. Great entertainment, great characters, but um, it's got a lot of violence in there and fantasy violence and stuff like that. Now, this... Sound of Freedom is PG-13. Now, I've spoken to my ex and uh, I believe our daughter's going to watch it with us and um, my son is a little 10 or 11 and I think he might watch it with us too. Now, some people might be like, Whoa, you know, but fuck, are you serious? Have a think about this for a second. It can't traumatise your kids if it's the truth. That's just it, right? Now, if you go watch a movie with murderers in there, okay, that those movies are designed to show you what they do. So we don't necessarily need the kids to see what happens. And this movie doesn't show that. It literally just shows you the operation, um, the lead up to it, uh, the, how they rescue the children and whatnot. And, but I don't, they'll probably brush past the content in a book, or it's up to you to probably fill in the evil that's going to be there, right? So I think for something as big as this and as um, as evil as this, I think, you know, we got to get to our kids young so they're not manipulated on the other side because that's what's happening. Kids are literally filling their heads with everything they see on the internet that is literally designed to get them to do one thing. 
and that is to fucking consume or buy and move on. That is consume, buy and consume. So why not give them this movie to watch at a certain age so they can understand that this happens on a daily basis. Give them some power, give them some education because then they might be able to change from wanting to become a fucking YouTuber or an influencer to a, you know what, I want to get on a task force. I want to become this. I want to become that. The more we have, the more we, like this, Tim Ballard was a special agent in the Homeland Security, right? He wasn't always that. He always wanted to be an FBI agent. And he started international politics and he wanted to, after 9-11, um, effect change at the border because that's apparently where terrorism stuff was happening in, in Mexico. So he speaks fluent Spanish and he wanted to work on the border. And someone could come up to him, one of his, you know, say, superiors said to him that I want you to start a task force in West, I want you to head it up. It's for child trafficking. And... Um, I think I'm choosing you because you have faith and this is what it's going to take to get this job done because the things they're about to see and do are going to be fucking bad. And that's how it starts. I mean, the story is unbelievable. You just, what he did and the decision he makes and the outcome, which really didn't make a dent, but it also... Well, it's uncovered a lot of shit and I think that's another reason is because I think there's a lot of um, high-profile things that might be uh, becoming, coming out in the limelight maybe because of movies like this. The more the truth comes out, it makes a lot of guilty people nervous. So being the fact that it's PG-13, I thought it was a very clever move by Angel Productions to do that because then kids under a certain age might be interested in seeing it. Now, of course, it's got that element of um, man takes matters into his own hands and rescues children. A father would do anything for his kids, you know, that kind of story. What guy doesn't love that? What wife doesn't love that about a man who does that? I mean, it's great. But that that's just, it's implied that that's what you would need to do. But what really is going on here is basically good versus evil and it's proving that good still exists. In the face of evil, good will be there. That I truly believe that's what this movie is trying to portray. And Jim Caviezel said a, a great line on Peterson about, um, it was very biblical what he said, and that people pray for God to um, help them or do something for them. And in this case, this kid was praying, but in a way of asking Tim Ballard, can you save my sister? And in this sense, Tim was God to this kid. And he goes, and I answered. And that's when he went. And they finish with the line that God's children are not for sale. I mean, that that's just fucking, I mean, fucking A, right? God's children are not for sale. Just think about that. Sit there in your fucking brain quietly and think. Children are being sold more than more times a day than you can count on your fucking hands to who to what for what the evilest shit you can possibly imagine and that should be enough to have this movie put back in cinemas 
I looked at event cinemas. There's nothing all the way to December. Not even there. We want to get it over here. We could probably see it through Angel Studios' website, but I want to watch it with people. I want people to have their fucking eyes open and see what we can do in the way of awareness and education. More conversation breeds better education. Sounds right. Anyway, I know this is not normally my podcast that I do on this um, particular platform, but I thought it would just be really um, good to have a chat and just vent out some shit. And yeah, as always, guys, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll chat to you on the other one. Bye-bye. As a composer, I can't wait to use this product on my next project. It will make my work a lot easier. Thank you.